Welcome to the Beastified Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Chris Hopper. And I'm Dan Harrison. This is a show dedicated to inspiring you to treat your body and mind the way it should be treated. Each week we delve deep with some of the brightest and most forward-thinking, out-of-the-box minds in health, consciousness, mindset and spirituality. Our intention is to fuse and unlock the conscious warrior within and shift the balance in the current paradigm. Deep and often intense, these conversations are released every Wednesday and are designed to inspire, educate, motivate and encourage you to discover, uncover, unlock and unleash your potential. In this episode of the Beastified podcast, we are joined by Nikki Steinberg. Nikki uses the holistic approach to teach people how to prevent and reverse disease. If you really think about it, deep down, we are our own pharmaceutical, and the true healing can only really take place when we tend and take care to our own body and mind and our spirit. And if you think about it, when we're suffering from ill effects or any other disease or imbalance, we're also suffering in our body, our mind, and our spirit. It's incredible to me how much money big companies are spending to keep everyone dumb and keeping everyone eating bad manufactured sugars or even fake foods. And these fake foods aren't just bad because they're full of toxins. They also feed the unhealthy bacteria that's in our gut and cause many other problems such as mental problems, emotional problems. And we're supposed to get our real sugar from fruit and real nutrients from real food that sustain life on this planet for thousands of years. And one of the big problems is we don't use our bodies. It's a sedentary lifestyle. And secondly, people are dealing with a situation where they're thinking, where's our food really coming from? And I think over the last 20 years, we've really lost touch with this. And in my opinion, there's two simple ingredients to achieving the results you want or living a good, healthy life. And that is eat earth-grown nutrients and exercise. And earth-grown nutrients are not foods with 100 ingredients that come in a package. Earth-grown mutants are things that have come from the ground, swam and ran. Things like getting a full night's sleep, moving your body, eating the right foods. These are the things that's really going to take your body and mind to this other level and really benefit you in everything you want to do and achieve in your life. And all these things shouldn't just be taken for granted. These are the things that's really going to make you realise your potential. And the reason why there's so much corruption involved in our nutrition and health and in government overall as well because they are making loads of money from it and keeping everyone sick then once everyone's sick pharmaceutical companies can can come in like a white knight on a horse and just sprinkle pills all around and think they're going to heal people it's just crazy we can change all this right now let your new life start now don't worry about what you have or haven't done in the past don't look at your past and say that's me you can change your body and mind right now Say to yourself, I'm going to spend an extra two seconds to read the ingredients on the back of the food packaging. I'm going to make sure I've I'm going to make sure I move my body for ten minutes, then the next day say eleven, then twelve, until you find that right balance. We all know deep down how to organise our own health. We know all these things. We just need to do all the stuff that we're supposed to do. Take care of your body, take care of your health, take care of your mind and your stress. We know all that. There's no magic potion. Eat healthy vegetables, plenty of water, and good quality protein. Stop eating junk. Start moving your body and just get a feel for how this incredible machine works. 
So hopefully this episode will inspire you just to do what you really know what you want to do. So first off, I'd just like to say welcome to Beastify Podcast. Thank you. No problem. You. I think this is going to be one of those podcasts that like will really open up people's mind and expand the consciousness in a way as well. And I think it'll make people consider these different types of ancient approaches and medicines into their life as well. And I think it's something that's calling people and it's calling us all. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we can see a movement that's been happening and gaining momentum. And yeah. we're doing that, you know, one person, one moment, one breath at a time. Mm-hmm, definitely. Wow. Mm. So to kick this off, uh, Nikki, first, I just I think we should discuss what the holistic approach actually is mm-hmm. and why is it so crucial for people? Sure. Well, you know, when I think of holistic, I consider that we need to address the essence of who we are, the whole of who we are, which is body, mind, and spirit. And it might sound a little cliche, but it's true. We can't negate any part of ourselves and fully heal, fully come into freedom, fully sustain optimal health. It's just not possible. So it's really tending to and paying attention to ourselves, you know, our body, our mind, and our spirit, and we can break that down more if you like. Mm. I, I, I think uh, the holistic approach is so crucial, mm-hmm. and it's certainly a direction society and humanity need to head down, in my opinion. I cannot believe how we are and have been so disconnected from this holistic lifestyle. When our ancestors of like thousands of years ago have been built there, and where their whole lifestyle by that approach. Mm-hmm. They've, been in t- they've been in touch with their body and mind internally and externally. I just don't understand how this generation could be the only species which has turned its back on its natural diet to eat processed foods and other in all the other areas. It's completely yeah. out of sync yeah. with our own DNA, to be honest, in my opinion. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, sometimes more is not better. And we see with with technology and drive and what you know, new generations are going towards. And it's really, you know, the education isn't there. And we have the media and then, you know, what filters into the family system. And we have gotten away, and you know, from it. Part of that is because we've really become what I call untribed. You know, uh, mm-hmm. we're so much moving around on our own and we're not in groups supporting each other. Other, you know, cooking with each other, we become very individualized, and it's taking us away from from the roots. Mm. Yeah, like I think as well, um, a big thing in uh, this is all down to the reliance upon the simplicity of pharmaceuticals. Oh yeah. Like, they've, yeah, they've taken over the market and took over this internal decision making. They like they are using tactics with the with their huge advertising campaigns and their big budget approach to push people down the line of becoming more and more reliant on them. Absolutely. I mean, as you know, as a culture, we've become brainwashed. And Mm -hmm. that's really why when we move towards a a whole foods meal plan, pure foods, more plant based, it really is going against the mainstream voice, you know, Mm -hmm. even though we do see a momentum building up for natural 
comfortable living and clean eating and stress reduction were still very much in the minority going against, you know, big corporations and, mm-hmm. um, you know, people who are focused on greed, you know, rather than true health. Mm-hmm. Nikki, how do you think like a holistic approach to medicine can compete like such against a huge market, market as pharmaceuticals? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's an interesting question, and I would say we can't really compete. You know, we can't mm-hmm. really compete. I don't, I don't think we'll get there by competing because, you know, it's whosever heart and ears and mind is open to hear a new message. And it's really a lot of times when people are hitting a bottom. I mean, so many of us are just getting sick. You know, we're just we're not living in in full capacity, full potential. And people are wanting something different. And, you know, they are hearing about, you know, a more natural way of living. So I think it's a more integrative approach and it's a gradual approach. And I don't think we can compete. Mm -hmm. I just think we can just keep sharing the message and adding. Yeah. It's like pharmaceuticals try to address a problem when this holistic approach tries to affect all all life and all existence. That's right. That's right. And prevention, you know, and Mm -hmm. let's live wonderfully now. Let's not wait until we're sick and and try to fix ourselves. It's it's not a nice way to live. Mm. Uh, Like it always seems to me that in in most cases they try to make it so simple for pharmaceuticals. Like when pharmaceuticals promote the cure for many of life's diseases by simply taking a pill, pills have now become a dependency for so many. Oh, yeah. And to live the, yeah they believe that these pills are just living them a normal life. But a lot of people, for a lot of people, they, their normal life is to eat as much processed foods as possible, have very limited movement, and live a very stressful and unhealthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And yet they believe a pill will always just transverse all that, which I don't believe is possible. And that's why a holistic approach always comes in. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. I mean, again, you know, we've been brainwashed as a culture and with the rise of technology and convenience, you know, we've learned as a culture to take the easy road by, you know, like what you're saying, popping a pill or 10 pills or 15 and continuing mm. to eat processed foods and live a high stress life where really it's it's not a life of high joy, vitality, and plenty. You know, it's, it's mm. just settling. It's just getting by. It's like I was talking to someone the, um, the other day, and they take 99 pills. Wow. Wow. And I was absolutely, fa- like, not faci- fascinated in the sense of, like, like I wonder, like, what's causing so much disease in themselves, but how could, you, how could your body cope with such, such a high, like, intensity from different pharmaceutical companies? It's, oh, yeah it's Gary. complete yeah it's complete toxicity so mm. that person can never heal i mean no one is deficient in these chemical pharmaceuticals it just absolutely does not give our immune system a chance to get strong and strengthen digestion and cardiovascular and endocrine you know there's no way they're just going to probably live out the rest of their days in a semi sick state mm-hmm. you know so so, Nikki, how do you, how would you look to transform someone's existence to approach holistic lifestyle when they've been conditioned that way for so long? Yeah, you know, one step at a time. It's an mm. integrative process. 
someone has to be open. You know, they have to be open mm-hmm. and at least curious about a holistic approach. And it's really integrating daily lifestyle practices that become the building blocks for a healthier, happier way of living. Most people can't go all or nothing, you know, from zero to 60. They have to integrate baby steps. So Mm -hmm. really, that's why when I work with people, you know, there's never two programs ever the same. I need to find out where someone is at right now, and we learn to take their next unique step, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I liked how you said open-minded mm-hmm. and like ready to take that sort of that first leap as well, because I think it ultimately comes down to like the individual making a decision and ultimately in the head that they're going to take this next step and just go for it. Mm-hmm. I think it's so powerful that. Yeah, I mean, you certainly can't force people. You know, people try to mm-hmm. convince people, or they have family members that they really care about, mm-hmm. and if someone is not open to it, you're just kind of hitting yeah. your head on the wall you know it's you just cannot force it someone has to come to it on their own I, th- I think it comes down to condition as well like i said before like you're being conditioned by the tv a lot and the conditioned by oh absolutely the, what's been going on through generations and i think it's normal and where they think holistics more seem more of a voodoo mm-hmm. so they're just conditioned wrong and so it's first and foremost is to look at different areas of like the internet and looking at people like you dr steinberger and really looking at the information that's out there instead of a quick 30-second intermercial on the TV. Absolutely. You know, it's a, it's a re-education and it's a realignment. Mm-hmm. And the information is out there, of course, much more on the Internet than the TV. So, you know, it just it depends what, what people want when they get sick of being sick. You know? mm-hmm. So, Nikki, what what are your fears on people being completely reliant on pharmaceuticals? Well, being completely reliant on pharmaceuticals, you know, it is just, Mm -hmm. it's never a path to well-being. Your your body, mind, spirit system will never repair and get strong uh, being reliant on pharmaceuticals. I mean, you're just not given a chance, and it just perpetuates the brainwashing and you know further toxicity and further inflammation it keeps people down keeps us down collectively mm-hmm. i think as well like through these medications i think they numb us out as well like to who we are why we're here mm-hmm. like where we're going like a connection to us and a connection to nature and i think we need to live how we're like we're designed to live mm-hmm. mm, that's a big one uh, absolutely absolutely i totally agree mm-hmm. mm. So, Nikki, how can we look to adapt what, in my cases, a lot of the biggest problem is patience mm-hmm. into somebody? Because they know that it won't just take a simple fix to redo years and years of abuse in one day. Mm-hmm. A lot of compassion and mm-hmm. a lot of support. I mean, a lot of affirmation. You know, mm-hmm. leading by example, not pushing anyone faster than they're able or willing to go. Um, I worked with a client who, you know, we were getting a salad a day into her meal plan. And that's where she was at. And that was a huge step for her, you know, and that's just not to mention 
moving her body or getting off the pharmaceuticals or looking at other things. But in other words, just saying, wow, how great you're doing, you know, really affirming each other, really having each other's back and being patient ourselves, you know, when Mm -hmm. we're working with other people or, you know, just being and living around other people and trying to influence them, being very patient, only leading by example. I think that's all we can do. Yeah, you mentioned something there where I do a lot is affirmations. Yeah. Um, uh, like every morning and every evening I do affirmations, probably about five to ten minutes worth, and they really just resonate in my whole mind through the whole process of going to sleep and then waking up just feeling this whole great mood. Yeah, I mean, isn't it so powerful? And, you know, something that, that you guys said about, you know, taking a pill being simple, it is, but also... These lifestyle practices, the most simple practices, like you're mentioning, some affirmations. I mean, five minutes, three minutes, you know, taking a deep breath, going out for a little walk, eating some healthy food. These things are all very simple, too, and they're very powerful medicine. Yeah, like how does someone, Nikki, um, always look to create an ongoing process of wellness in their life? Yeah, I think support is really critical. You know, I think that we're not really made to take this on as a solo endeavor. So whether it is grabbing a friend, a mentor, a coach, finding a community group, and again, you know, kind of gauging where you're at or having someone help you do that and seeing what your next step is. And, you know, really it comes down to day daily lifestyle practices, I can't say that enough because they build on each other. So mm-hmm. if you do have that patience and you just take that next step, um, it, it's miraculous what starts to open up for you. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so like I've always thought like people want things quickly and it's not yeah. just in pharmaceuticals, but we live in a world where we get things instantaneous, like we get instant we get our food quickly, our information quickly, and we don't and never really want to wait for anything anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that the key is bringing back balance to our lives. So I think this, I think for me, what I'm thinking is a good area to go down to now is to dig into like the holistic lifestyle medicine approach. Mm-hmm. And I think that we need to start obviously digging into the value of healing the body through this holistic approach. And I think this is really important because I think we need to tell people that over the next five areas that we're going to dig into, and it's probably we we'll probably need a podcast to be honest with you to cover the full lot because sure. it's so in depth. Yeah, it's so in depth. But I think I think for this podcast for the next five points, I think we're just going to cover a few layers of each topic. Sure. Probably just to give like an understanding to shed some light on the different topics, sort of just to help people bring their body and balance back into place. So I think Absolutely. one of the, yeah definitely I think one of the important things that I can think of is food and plants and herb nutrients. Like turn to that. What what's your thoughts on that? Well, you know, the medicine is in the plants, you know, Mm -hmm. period. The medicine is in the plants. And while there are nutrients and nutritional benefit in animal foods or animal proteins, we really find the medicine in the plants when we're talking about decreasing inflammation, right? Inflammation Mm -hmm. and toxicity are a root cause of dis-ease in many illnesses. Uh So when we're looking at reducing inflammation and when we're looking at 
alkalizing our systems. So if we want to move from a more acidic meal plan, acidic lifestyle, which includes stress, and we move toward an alkaline, which illness does not cannot really thrive in an alkaline environment, then yeah. we move towards the plants, and we end up getting those plant nutrients, those micronutrients, vitamins, minerals, and enzymes. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, Nikki, do you think um, having a so much acidic lifestyle, um, sorry, acidic diet, mm-hmm. does play a huge factor in uh, um, all diseases? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't be creating an acidic meal plan and lifestyle and thrive. You know, mm-hmm. it's just not possible because it creates inflammation. And, it, you know, it really tends to come down to inflammation. I mean, even heart disease, um, you know, they've moved away from the cholesterol myth and it really comes down to inflammation. So, mm-hmm. you know, across the board, we need to be lowering, you know, reducing our inflammation. Mm. They went down on the fat myth as well. They also said that right. uh, saturated fat was the the root cause of all a lot of heart attacks and stuff like that and cancer. But That's I, I'm right. li- I like like when like when we were saying before when the real evidence comes out like through the internet, people start to justify it for themselves and they start to take and take it on board and then they see the results and then they put it out there on the internet so we can all see it and it's mm-hmm. and it's the whole truth is coming out now finally. Absolutely, and it's a mind it's a mind shift. You know, uh, it's a mindset shift. The whole fat myth is going to take a while, I believe, for people to catch up to. We're in a, mon- a minority here, and we're mm-hmm. seeing it and acting quickly, and we've already switched our meal plans. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are still doing the low-fat, no-fat, not realizing that it's created an epidemic of obesity mm-hmm. and diabetes type 2. It's it's just um, ridiculous, really. I mean, I'm doing a um, a three-part series this weekend on food addiction on Periscope. I don't know if you guys are on Periscope, but it's amazing. And part of what I'm going to be sharing is how, you know, big food industry and advertising brainwashed us to the point of severely reducing or even eliminating a macronutrient fat from our meal plan. I mean, that's Mm. huge. You know, we need fat, we need protein, we need carbohydrates. So it was just uh, a huge brainwashing that we're unraveling right now. Mm -hmm. It's like Hippocrates said himself that let medicine be thy food and food be thy medicine. But That's right. This is a quote. Yeah, it's a, it's a, such a true quote, and it's it's forever went through the ages because, like, we never had big pharmaceutical companies mm-hmm. when we were in the the Roman Empire or, or even in the Egyptian Empire. Like, we've just embraced we've just embraced it because of like I said the simplicity. Mm-hmm. But now we're coming to terms with like n- like nature was always our healer. Right. It always has mm-hmm. been. I guess well, it's it's good as well because the the quote's so good as well because food is medicine. And like we really do need to start looking at food in this way. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, pharmaceuticals are taken from the plants. I mean, that's where they get all their ideas and then they find a way to extract it and, and make them in a factory, right? And many of them mm. low quality. Mm. So, Nikki, how do you think our understanding of being more in touch with our food can help us understand what this food is actually doing to our own body? 
Yeah, well, when we become intimate with how we're eating and with food, it gives us the opportunity to clear away the veil that blocks a deeper understanding of ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's pretty deep, you know, but it just, when we slow everything down and we become to, we become able to feel more what's going on in our bodies and yeah. therefore in our lives because we are in these vessels, you know, we stop living in a state of numbness, just out of touchness, you know. So, I mean, the whole world really opens up. Yeah. And it might sound a little esoteric to people, but it's you would have to experience it to fully understand. Mm-hmm. I think as well, a big thing for me as well is understanding the process of where the foods come from and where it's being sure. grown. And I think as well, thinking about the food is healing, like when I'm eating and food is medicine and not just as an object. Mm-hmm. And something that I've been doing a lot as well is taking me time eating me food. And I think this is a big one because in the past, all I was thinking about was just ramming the food down my throat as fast yeah. as I could. Yeah. And something as well that I like doing now with water, I mean, this sound, this might sound a bit booty, but it's something that I really find beneficial. And it's when I'm drinking drinking water, I imagine in my head that the water is like completely revitalizing my whole system. Mm. And I, I, like, I think in my head that it's like part of me inner workings in my blood. Mm. Yeah, lovely. And those... Those visualizations are very powerful and it mm. is working that way for you because, you know, our mind does not differentiate what we think and what we envision versus yeah. what is, you know, physically happening. So you're starting that process and you're drinking the water at the same time. So that's brilliant. Mm. I think the area that we need to touch on as well is supplements because mm-hmm. I think this is a difficult one because I think there's a lot of people out there becoming more conscious of health and a lot of people are now looking at supplements for the answer but I think it's not I think for them it's you not only need to be now a good investigator of food but you now need to like be a good investigator of supplements absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. and that's the exact same term that I use a very good investigator because unknowingly you could be adding to your toxic load and inflammation which is the exact reason why you want to take the supplements in the first place they should be mm-hmm. supplementing our meal plans you know supplementing already getting the medicine in the plants in veggie juicing right in a mm-hmm. variety of and enzyme-rich, nutrient-dense foods, and then supplement, go ahead, but you do need to choose high-quality supplements. It's, it's that mm. same kind of thing, and you know, I tell people when you're buying foods or supplements that are processed, you know, anything in a box, a tin, a container, you have to read the ingredient list, you know, and I even tell people to forget about the the macronutrients, fat, carbs, and protein, because through marketing, we've been brainwashed again to look at that rather than the actual ingredients. It's been very clever, and when it comes to supplements, it's critical. So I advise to move down the ingredient list to other ingredients and to actually read other ingredients first, because if you're going to find fill additives, flow agents, sugars, then you don't even have to waste any more of your time reading the ingredients and go on to the next bottle, find something more pure. Mm. 
I think as well, when you mentioned about the ingredients, I think this is a big one in my eyes because I think half of the time, like these supplements are like full of things that no one really understands what they are. And I think sometimes as well, people just like they, these companies out there, they create the biggest names ever possible mm-hmm. so that no one can even understand them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. I, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've been noticing more and more soy lecithin in supplements. Again, a lot of these are flow agents so that they don't stick together. They don't stick to the machinery. It doesn't stick, it can pour easier. And just a note on soy lecithin. Number one, if it's not organic soy lecithin, then it's been genetically modified. And you certainly don't want that in a supplement. And number two, even if it's organic, the soy lecithin is extracted from soybean oil. And the only way they can ex- extract that is through a chemical process using the chemical hexane, which is made from wow. gasoline. And we'll find this in low-quality olive oils, too. So you really need to know what you're putting in your body. You know, you really need to find out. Like you said, I mean, long names. And if you're not sure, you can Google it today. Or certainly, mm-hmm. you know, if you're working with a mentor or coach or ask a friend, you can find the information. Mm-hmm. I think as well, when you really start digging deep as well, it's absolutely shocking of what they actually do in our food. Yeah. And supplements, it's terrible. But I think I think one thing that I think people need to do is definitely choose wisely for companies that's going that extra mile to help people. Mm. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. One. And that's the thing, and you're going to find about, I don't know, 5%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe 5%. Um, I recently did a supplement order uh, online when I, you know, kind of batch it when I do a bigger order. And I already know the companies that I order from. And even Mm -hmm. high quality companies, you have to check each product because sometimes they're putting a filler in one but not the other. And, you know, you just, you have to be a very good investigator and you really want to go with companies that are going the extra mile. You're absolutely right. Mm, Definitely. Mm. You certainly enlightened us a lot on supplements there, Nikki. Oh, good. I th- I think the next area we need to touch on is moving your body. Yeah. Like this, yeah, this joy infusion. This is another area that is very deep, but it's an area I love. I don't mm-hmm. want to dig too deep into this area as we've, ha- we've discussed it on a lot of previous podcasts, but mm-hmm. we want to really cover the importance of moving our body. So something that we like to discuss is um, you mentioned called understand the direct connection between moving your body and blood sugar balancing and why we're all on the same playing fields. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, so this is a beautiful area where when we think of blood sugar, we eat a carbohydrate and okay, everybody, we need carbohydrates, right? But we eat carbohydrates and we get blood... uh, Sugar in the blood, glucose in the blood. Now, our pancreas sends out the hormone insulin to move the sugar from the blood to our cells so we have energy to move, right? This is the process that happens. If we have insulin resistance, if we're in a metabolic syndrome, that might not be working efficiently. When we move our bodies, it puts us all on the same playing field in the sense that it helps to move the sugar from the blood to the cells without the aid of insulin. So it's one of the best things we can do to get that sugar moving. You know, after a meal, even like a 10, 15, 20 minute walk, 
is fabulous. So, you know, we always want to be moving our bodies. And that's just, you know, one reason why, one important reason. Mm -hmm, Definitely. I think the benefits of moving your body goes far beyond just like physical as well. It's mental. It's just unbelievable. Like even from my experience of the benefits that I've experienced from like starting out my journey in this whole like conscious journey of move my body. That's how I started out. Mm -hmm. But then it transcends over to everything else and every other aspect in your life. And it just creates this whole world of everything else where you can see much better it's amazing absolutely i mean Mm -hmm. we're in these bodies we're in these vessels we can't get away with not moving you know you're just not going to live a life of optimal well-being and health and freedom and vitality and self-confidence it it just won't happen Mm -hmm. nikki i think the next area that we need to talk about i think it's quite a big one but i think i think it's a, a one way if you learn to control this and unlock your mind, and I think that is stress reduction in this mindset, uh, mind shift change, sorry. Yes. I was wondering what's your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, you know, stress is huge, and it's not, you know, there's a kind of a saying or a thought, well, if you move to the mountains and live in a cave in the mountains, you won't have any stress. And the truth is you will have stress. You'll have environmental stress and climate stress, survival stress, the stress internally from sitting with yourself all day, right? So stress happens, and that's just how it is. But what's critical is our stress response, right? That's what makes the difference. Mm. That's what makes the difference. So it's really working with our stress response and the best way I find to do that is with stress reduction daily lifestyle practices again coming back to the daily lifestyle practices not waiting till a stressor occurs mm-hmm. so Nikki what are your thoughts on being in this stress response do you think it's do you think this is one of the most destructive zones for breaking down your well-being Absolutely, because again, we're talking about inflammation, and while inflammation is a normal process, you know, like if you cut your finger and it gets red, it bleeds, it gets inflamed, it goes back into balance, if we have continual stress responses where now cortisol is being released, the fight-or-flight hormone from our adrenal glands, and it's happening over and over again, and then insulin is coming back in to move the sugar, and we have this up, down, up, down, back and forth, and our adrenal glands are getting stressed out, and our pancreas is getting stressed out, we're back to chronic inflammation. And when we're in chronic inflammation, then that's when we start hearing the names of all these diseases, right? All these illnesses that really simply started with inflammation and toxicity. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I think I do. I do agree, and I think stress is a really big one. And I think in many cases as well, if like people completely let it control you, you're going to keep placing yourself in like this destructive environment. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're never absolutely. going to like, improve your body and mind, are you? No, and you know it's a practice. It takes practice. It's easier said than done. But rather than going into overwhelm of how am I going to do it, you just find those daily stress reduction practices. Mm-hmm. that work for you and again it, it's like building blocks you build up a momentum you know it accumulates and then when the stressor comes in you're more at ease you know how to kind of slip into a more centered place to deal with the stress mm-hmm. so i think in correspondence as well what you were saying i think that stress uh, stress reduction is key i was wondering what your thoughts on stress uh, stress reduction and do you think it, this is uh, must be a part of our daily practice 
Absolutely. You know, it is as critical as moving our bodies. It is as critical as the food we eat, our nutrition, how we're supplementing, you know, how we're sleeping, our thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's, it's not esoteric. You know, science now shows the correlation between chronic stress and illness. So mm-hmm. I do believe that daily practices are critical. Mm. It's, so when you talk about daily practices there, like something I do daily and regularly, like about three or four times a day is meditation. Yeah. And, and, and I'd just like to touch now is, what are your thoughts on the health benefits of deep breathing? Deep breathing is wonderful. It really um, has a lot of health benefits. I will share a few of them. Deep breathing massages our internal organs. So as we like to get a a nice massage on the outside, when we even take a moment to take a deep breath and that diaphragm is moving on the lower end, we're massaging our stomach and small intestines and pancreas and up above our heart. So, so important. And again, and something so simple to do, even simpler than taking a chemical pharmaceutical, which, by the way, you know, we didn't mention all the negative side effects. Well, these simple daily lifestyle practices have all positive side effects. Mm-hmm. So another benefit of deep breathing is opening up our parasympathetic nervous system, which, again, in that fight or flight, it's that place where we can relax and open up to a state of calm. It helps with digestion. Um, you know, it just helps, again, build those, those building blocks. And then number three is we're meant to release 70% of toxins through breathing, through our breath, through carbon dioxide, wow. right? 70%. And when we don't slow down, when we don't take some of those deep breaths, it forces our organs to do more work than they would really need to if we were breathing deeply. Wow. I was just about to say as well, I think the practice of just simply deep breath, uh, breathing is just so powerful and I think it's a powerful healing process that inspires individuals to remember and like to reconnect back to their own inner healer. Absolutely. That's right. That, that mm-hmm. connection, that intimacy with ourselves, you know, and it's so simple. Mm-hmm. I think I was going to say as well, I think as well, like all these dysfunctional patterns that we like that we come across are like released and are transformed and i think individuals begin to remember the magic of like who we truly are that's right mm-hmm. and i was just going to say as well i think empowerment of the breath like brings us back this whole wholeness back into our own in our own lives mm, promotes healing uh-huh. absolutely you know and it if you've not done it if you've not taken a moment and you know created a little practice of it it sounds far away it sounds like it might not do that much and it is Mm -hmm. truly magical the depth of what is available as far as healing from such a simple practice Mm -hmm. i think as well this information isn't like new palladium shifting methods it's like wisdom like these practices have like have always been a part of like ancient traditions for years but I think now, with all these like great practices now emerging again, mm-hmm. I think like the real methods of healing, like in teaching, can really come back to light again and like cr- create like a bridge for the body, mind, heart, and spirit as well. Absolutely, absolutely, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. The the next area we'd like to dwell on Nikki, is food addiction, mm. like social emotional context. Yeah. So what's your what's your overall thoughts on this area? Yeah. 
You know, it's a big area, and I break it down into three parts, really. And one is this social, cultural aspect or perspective, you know, where mm-hmm. through big food industry, through advertising, we were fed images many, many years ago of what our bodies should be like, what we should look like, and it created this uh, discord in ourselves, you know, in our in our self-congruency, that vision of who we are versus, um, you know, who we truly are day to day. And in that discord, we are then fed what we need to eat or do or be to fix ourselves when there was never really a problem and then comes you know comes in the processed foods and the chemicals which create addiction in the first place right Mm -hmm. so all of this exists really outside of ourselves and that's looking through this social cultural lens and then Mm -hmm. once we do that we can recognize what's going on emotionally and what the deeper need is right because When we reach for the processed foods, you know, the sugars, the flours, the foods that are most addicting, it really does meet a need. There is emotional pleasure there, but it's very temporary. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. instant gratification. And we can give it props for that, but the problem is that it does not sustain the the deeper needs that we have, which is really... to create and express ourselves and to share and to tap into our heart and spirit's calling and really live our lives from that place. Um, Mm -hmm. That's a little nutshell on that. And then the third part is what happens hormonally. You know, and again, it does start with this processed food consumption and an excess of insulin, which then creates an excess of the hormone leptin and leptin is this hormone that tells our brains we've had enough food we're full we have the energy we need now from the food we ate and we're ready to to burn calories and to move but the problem there's an epidemic of leptin resistance and our brain is not getting the message that we're full so that de- that door continues to stay open and we continue to eat and eat and eat Mm. I was just about to say as well, I think a, a key thing to bring up as well is about the culture of like being poisoned with like food and food like products in a way, like obviously that the chemicals and what well, like that corp, these obviously corporate people through like advertising that promote. But I was going to say as well, I think as well, that's a good thing to highlight. But I think ultimately it always comes back to the person and its willpower. Mm. That's what I think it's down to as well. The big thing is down to willpower, having the power within yourself to say no to food. I mean, yes and no, you know, because when we focus on willpower, it really focuses on the individual and we can get get into a cycle of blame, you know. Um, It's very hard, like for instance, if, if you're in front of someone and they have heroin, and in their veins, right? And they're mm-hmm. they're addicted. You know, you pro- probably wouldn't say, well, strengthen your willpower, right? You're probably going to say, you know what, let's detoxify and then we need to work on a mindset shift, you know, mm-hmm. and you need a lot of support. So on one hand, you know, willpower, I think very few people have, have really mastered that. Mm-hmm. I was going to say as well, Obviously, I think as well, it's like I know in terms of obviously 
when you're obviously talking about heroin, I think obviously that's a hard one. But I think when it comes back to food, for me personally, I think that people do need to, and people do need to, and they can harness this willpower inside them. Because some of that I think of is, for me, I think there has to come to a point where people can't keep eating all bad all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a point where it's okay, like say, you're uneducated because certainly like in schools and media, you're not educating anyone. But like for example is when me and Chris were at university and we're studying for our degree, mm-hmm. we covered one course on nutrition. Mm-hmm. I mean, one course, that is just not good enough in my opinion. And right. that course like covered very little. So, and to my thinking is what chance do people have in their awareness in educating on one of the most important aspects yeah. in the human race? Yeah, I'd just like to say like, um, I think a lot of people do need to take responsibility for their own actions mm-hmm. if, if they want to promote ever-growing change Mm -hmm. but of course addiction is addiction and it does take a lot of looking through your own it is difficult Mm -hmm. in the sense of like it's it's a proper struggle and a battle within Mm -hmm. so not immediately people can turn off that's the that's the whole point nobody can just Mm -hmm. switch a mindset is i was simple i was going to say as well i think though as well however on the other hand i think when someone who's awake and like understands the value of food i feel like they're certainly doing like a this justice to themselves that they're still neglecting neglecting the fact about the food mm-hmm. yeah and i think you know what we're all we're all saying it it kind of depends where someone is at and once yeah. once you have some of that momentum then yes you're more able to take more responsibility for yourself and you're mm-hmm. already feeling the benefits of that it feels better you know when you do eat a healthy meal plan and when you're struggling with addiction you just need more support and sometimes to take the emphasis off of yourself because it can be very difficult sugar is a very strong drug mm. I was gonna say as well I think I think there has to come a time though where you like say no more in your head and you take control of your willpower and I think that goes for other areas in life as well and I think people might listen to this saying no one can ever do that Mm-hmm. and no one can ever eat bad at one time but like from my perspective i'm telling you now it's possible and this is and the reason why i know this is because that was me and people might think that's easy for me to say this just because i'm on a podcast now and i don't do it but ultimately the only person that knows this is me and myself because mm-hmm. i've been there before i used to eat junk food all the time like yeah. at one point i like i used to eat 15 biscuits in one sitting mm-hmm. and, I, and it sounds it's it sounds crazy but and I just know it's possible, and I feel it deep down in my heart. I know it's possible because sure. I just and I just want people to start realizing and start setting higher barriers in terms of terms of believing in the self. But what I'd just like to add on to there, Dan, and I'm not trying to like mm-hmm. belittle you a bit or anything, is when you were going through your food, you weren't going through an addiction. Mm-hmm. You you were just going through your own process. But however, I think food is an addiction. Oh food yes, is, food yes, is the biggest addiction mm. out there. I certainly agree. I certainly agree. It is. Yeah, and you know, it's really just find what your next step is. You know, mm-hmm. so wherever someone is at, yes, you can absolutely move from that place. And mm-hmm. whether you can do it on your own or if you need the support of you know a group, a friend, a mentor, a coach, and the important part is to take incremental next steps, whatever that means for you. Yeah. So, Nikki, how do you think someone can understand the emotional connection to food addiction and learn how to replace these eating behaviours with more creativity to meet your deeper desires? 
Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I find creative expression, right, kind mm -hmm. of getting, listening to our intuition so we get a sense of our spirit and heart's calling and then and creating, you know, creating and sharing. I find this as, um, if you can picture like a seesaw or teeter-totter, where mm -hmm. creative self-expression is in the middle. And on, on both sides of that, if that's not happening, we have food addiction and other addictions on one end, and the other end we have the stress response and chronic stress. So I really find it as key because I believe that second in line to why we're here to give and receive love, second in line to that is to express, create, and share. Express, create, and share. So finding whatever it is that you love to do, exploring that, you know, sculpting it in some way and sharing it, whether it's with one person, a group of people, or a whole lot of people, mm. kind of will help keep you more balanced because the deeper need is being met. See, it's really the deeper need in life that's being met, mm -hmm. or else we teeter-totter off to the addictions or to a lot of stress. I think, Nikki, I think, the, I think the, one of the last areas we need to go into is spiritual engagement. Uh -huh. I know this is, a, this is another massive area, and it's so in-depth as well, but I think we certainly have to touch on it. And I was just wondering what your thoughts are on spiritual engagement. Yeah, and you know, really, um, in my program and what I just spoke about, because it's called mm -hmm. spiritual engagement, a.k.a. creative expression or creative mm -hmm. self-expression. So mm -hmm. what I'm really talking about is that essence when we get very intimate with ourselves, with our spirit, with our heart, and we can focus focus into, you know, why am I here? What are my gifts and what can I share? So that's the level of spiritual engagement that I'm talking about, really developing that sense of intimacy and then, you know, pressing the button, whatever it is, and, and just doing it and just putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Nikki, I liked on your website how you said that was connect with the essence of your heart and soul's calling. Yeah. And you said it was all like part of this creative being and meant to express your colorful and unique diet desires and gifts. I thought that was just so powerful. Oh, great. Thank you. Yeah, I think mm. it's critical. I really do. It's something that I call the invisible ingredient to optimal health because people mm. tend to go with the more obvious, you know, nutrition and, um, yeah. you know, moving your body and even stress now we hear a lot about. But, but this creative self-expression, creating and sharing, people don't tend, tend not to make the connection between that and health, and I feel it's critical. Mm, I do as well. I think as well, all roads do eventually lead to, lead to spirituality. No matter where you're coming from, whether it's from a nutrition standpoint, moving your body standpoint, I think eventually all roads do lead to this spiritual meaning. Absolutely, I agree with you. I think it's so a lot of people misinterpret spiritual spiritual engagement as well because they, they believe it to be more like mystic and hoodoo and voodoo and stuff like that yeah. and they don't really understand that spiritual is not just about um, loving you. Sorry, it is all about loving yourself. It's all about being a part of you mm -hmm. and like being one with you. That's that's the truth, Spencer. What I feel is spiritual, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, I totally agree. And for some reason, I just got like an, a vision of swimming in the ocean with dolphins, you know, or well, something to that extent. I mean, that's spiritual, you know. Yeah. You know, and
and engaging with nature, you know, with, with uh, the earth around us, very spiritual. So, yeah, mm. it's whatever it is to you. Yeah. So, Nikki, do you think we need to understand this so we can fight against disease and imbalance and infusion versus uh, us, emotion, sorry, us emotionally? Yeah, I think we need to understand it and then take a step into it. You know, we can get scholarly and academic and do research for years and years and years. And I think it's just a matter of, you know, getting your hands in the earth, getting your hands on the clay, writing, expressing, you know, whatever you love to do or whatever you have a curiosity or a desire for. Again, I think it's critical for optimal health and well-being. Mm, definitely. Nikki, what's your views on using, like, psychedelic plant medicines to, like, rid the body of, like, physical addictions and spiritual blockages? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I think there's definitely medicine there, and I think that's a very unique personal choice for people. Mm -hmm. It's not a daily lifestyle practice. So, mm -hmm. you know, I see it as a more um, ritual, a more now and then. If, if that's something that speaks to you and you're going to, you know, have some guidance with someone who has experience doing that. Certainly we can have these kind of awe-inspiring experiences that really take us out of our daily routine and, um, you know, kind of unwind these blockages. I think it's, it's the potential is there. Mm. Something that I want to mention as well, I think ayahuasca is extremely powerful one. That's something I can think of because I think when that's held in the right way, and people who are knowledgeable with like proper support and preparation, like you said as well. Yeah. But like proper like integrations afterwards as well, back into society. But I think ayahuasca is a key one, and I think that's something that can't definitely can't be uh, mm -hmm. forgot about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I was going to say as well with ayahuasca, I was going to say as well, like in even other plant medicines as well, not just ayahuasca, mm -hmm. but these plant medicines are now like coming to more light now. And in these plant medicines, like they've been around for like thousands of years, and mm -hmm. like ancient cultures like new, new of these plant medicines, like how they've helped people see the life in a brand new way. And I was just going to say as well, I think these plant medicines as well, like over the world now are, are helping people with like diseases, mm -hmm. like cancer, Lyme disease, and mm -hmm. diabetes and much more as well. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Yeah, and I think, you know, like with anything we're talking about, you need to know the source. It has to yeah. be high quality. You really need mm -hmm. to know your dosage. You know, even like when I talk about veggie juicing as medicine, we need to know our dosage because it's not the same for everyone. So with, you know, psychedelics and plant medicine, you really mm -hmm. need to make wise choices. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like similarly, um, when people think of psychedelic substances, mm -hmm. they think of like friends who have ruined their lives mm -hmm. by taking high amounts of synthesized drugs when they were kids and like they don't understand the true purpose of what a psychedelic substance could actually benefit them for you. But instead of um, focusing on the negative aspect where they can just say, oh, drugs are bad, it's a drug, it's a drug. It's, but instead yeah. it's not, yeah. it's a plant medicine mm -hmm. which can in fact in, enhance a healing process in the body. Instead, they've just uh, focused on the I'll, negative. I'll jump in there as well because I was yeah. just about to say, I think that's so true what Chris said because it's interesting to me to note that many people are like a closed mind to drink an ayahuasca which is only made of three ingredients, a leaf, a vine and water. Mm. But like, they'll be completely okay with like consuming like highly synthesized pharmaceuticals 
mm. which ultimately damage the health. Right. Or like Coca-Cola, you know, and again, that's that brainwashing. I totally agree. You know, people want to know, is it FDA approved? Well, you know, if if that's where you find your comfort, you know, in in corporations and, you know, people are afraid to take herbs because they're from the earth and what's in them and will not hesitate hesitate to, you know, drink a six pack of beer and, yeah. you know, eat a bunch of, of sugar. So it's 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 again just a, a lack of education and a brainwashing. Mm-hmm. I think as well that people really need to open the mind and open the consciousness as well and like consider that all these like consider all these different ancient plant medicines like in their life. But I, I also I also feel as well you should only do it if it's calling you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Only if it's calling you. Something which, which something which I'd like to ask Nikki is, um, do you ever think there'll be a place for pharmaceuticals and holistic medicines to work together in a sort of sense? Do you ever think that'll happen? Yeah, I mean, I think that you know we see that now. Like if we look at naturopathic doctors, you know, and they're mm-hmm. prescribing uh, pharmaceuticals and herbal formulas. Um, you know, and I think just a lot of people more and more are engaging in both of those, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, as far as the mainstream voice, you know, and, and medical doctors, I think we're pretty far away from that still, mm-hmm. you know, but um, there's a lot of al- other alternative sources where, you know, people are, are hearing more through social media and are integrating that, you know, themselves. Mm-hmm. I was going to say as well. I think it's so true because I think that the only true healing can really come from a tent to our body and mind. Mm-hmm. And something that you said as well, actually, this was come from your website, but you said that when you're suffering from ill effects, like anything like disease or imbalances, you're sort of like suffering in your mind and your body and your spirit. And yeah. that's that's so true. Yeah, and if you recognize that, then you understand why living a holistic lifestyle is critical for yeah. for healing and for longevity and for joy you know and um and living a life of plenty because then you understand you can't leave out, leave out any part you know and mm-hmm. really live your full potential i think as well like we'll have access to this inner pharmaceuticals within our body and we sort of have this potential to tap into this like by activating our own inner storehouse of pharmaceuticals and I was going to say as well, I think this is now coming to more light because over the last few years, like more information has been backed up through like scientific validation. And a great example I can think of is Wim Hof. I don't know if you ever heard of him, mm. but Wim Hof like has him and 10 other subjects and they were injected with like a neurotoxin mm. and all subjects like healed them for, healed themselves through breathing and belief. And I think this is all down to like accessing our inner pharmaceuticals within our body. And it's absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and that's why mindset is so powerful and so magical. And it's just another one of those simple lifestyle mm-hmm. practices. It's completely accessible. You know, anyone can do it. It doesn't cost any money. Yeah. And, you know, we, we do co-create our reality. We do co-create our reality. Yeah. And it, it starts in the mind. Mm. I was going to say, I think it's so powerful as well because we're so interconnected. And Thor travels in our body then influences our spirit which in effect affects our mind then back to our body and on and on again mm-hmm. the human body is just amazing 
and it's just all about bringing it back to the body, mind, and spirit into balance. It's absolutely fantastic. Yes, mm. absolutely. And that's mm. that's where we're going. That's where we're headed, and that's why we're, you know, taking back our health and bonding together in community, mm-hmm. so we can share these messages and our stories and our experiences. Yeah, mm. I think all together is when everything's in work and is one, we become one, and we become our true self. And that is where that would. And that is when we don't need to worry about healing our body. We just need to focus on living with our body. Wow. And really expanding, really exploring this whole world. Right. So, so on that note, Nikki, where can people find you and what are you currently working on? Yeah. So you can find me on my website at drnickysteinberger.com. And I'm all over social media. Very easy to find. Um, and I mentioned before I've been on Periscope which is live interactive video, and it's truly wonderful. It's taken the middle person out of public speaking in a way. You can find me on Periscope. My little handle is just at Dr. Nikki, D-R-N-I-C-K-I. You can come on. I'm doing these Periscopes daily covering all the subjects, all the topics that we talked about. You can come on, say hello, type in comments, tap on the screen to leave hearts and interact with me. So this has been a truly wonderful uh, way that I'm able to share and teach these messages. In fact, this weekend I'm doing a three-part series on food addiction where we're going to look at these three different areas, and that's happening Saturday and Sunday. And then I'm also in the process of writing a book, which is going to detail a 30-day experiment I did with raw foods and lifestyle. So that should be available in the uh, early spring of next year. Mm. Well, Nikki, I'd just like to say thank you so much for sharing your amazing wisdom. And I think as well, we're just all trying to help humanity, like reconnect back to Mother Nature and also get back on this equilibrium with Earth. Because I think we're losing that. And I think as well, in this current system, it's not going to last because it cannot. Because I don't think that things that don't work cannot last. So I'd just like to say thank you so much for being such a great person. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you so much. Uh, Truly enjoyable. Wonderful conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nikki. Thank you for your time. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for taking time out to listen. Head over to beastified.com for other previous episodes. And while you're at it, Tell a friend about the podcast. Let's keep pushing forward as human beings. And together, we can improve this experience and enjoy this journey.